Welcome to Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience Podcast. Join Danny on a journey through the historical island of Ireland, its people and the wild Atlantic Way, which is Ireland's last frontier. Experience the music and the culture that makes up the longest coastal driving route in the world. Now, please welcome your host, Danny Houlihan. Welcome to the Wild Atlantic Way and Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience Show. I hope you're all keeping well and safe, my friends. And if you're driving, walking or jogging, please take care. In this, the second in the series, I will visit another holy well in our Kerry Island, which has connections with our ancient lifeways and culture. I have stated before, this journey is just but another taste of the inner parts of the famous Wild Atlantic Way route, as I have uncovered during my series. When I delve into a subject, more and more is uncovered. Thus there will be more episodes. So again, sit back and enjoy yet another journey into the hidden past of Ireland's heritage and culture with Danny Houlihan's Irish Experience. In the practice of historical archaeology, which field I'm in, I will be dealing within this episode what remains in connection with the Holy Well, Weathers Well, or Tubberland Malt, and its connection with written texts in association with St. Brendan, St. Eta, Bishop Ark, or St. Ark as he was called, and past lifeways. This episode, like others, will be updated as time goes on. I have used modern technology and a methodological approach to my research. This part of my research programme will be a future mechanism to enhance the episodes. What cannot be seen from the ground might possibly be seen from the air, providing the natural surroundings permitted and prevailing weather conditions are suitable. This includes drone research in the future. Again in this episode, I have consulted Ordnance Survey maps of the area and Google Maps and documents of the area, and terrain, to determine if there was any evidence to ascertain that there was more to the site. Now, for my Irish experience, weather's well or Tubberna Malt. I journeyed out once more from my North Kerry base on a July day, an overcast day, this time to a very special place in County Kerry, Ireland, a place which had been associated with the baptism of our patron saint of Kerry, St. Brendan, and two other local missionaries, Bishop Erk or St. Erk, who had a settlement near Ardfert in Derrick, and St. Eta who was the foster mother of St. Brendan, 
who according to locals is reputed to be buried there within the confines of the Holy Well enclosure. Tubernamult, or Weathers Well, is located near Adfert, several miles from the beautiful village of Abidorne in the townland of Tubrit. Approaching the well from the Abidorne direction, the area is well signposted on the main road. At its entrance, there is a plaque that mentions that this special place is where St. Brendan was baptised. I could get a strong feeling about this place, indeed a special one, as I stood at the entrance gate which leads to the well. I walked along the grassy path through a green field, which I have to say is well kept by the locals. It's a credit to them. Away from the grass path, I went into another field beyond. Around me was the panorama of our Irish countryside, green fields and bushes. In the distance, the field fell away to a decline. Then I could see a circular band of trees, surrounded by a stone wall. My senses picked up the quietness and serenity of the place as I approached. I had arrived at my destination. Top on the malt, weather's well. My first experience at the well was the sense of peace and tranquility which prevailed from the place. Not a sound at that point could be heard. Not even a bird called out. A stillness prevailed. This was uplifting to my senses. This is a special place, I thought. My eyes looked on an object in the centre of the enclosure. A small altar made of stone. On the front of the stone altar, there are three effigies cut in relief on a large stone tablet, reputed to be that of Bishop Erk or St. Erk, the second of St. Brendan the Navigator and the third of St. Eta. I could see the marks where people had made the sign of the cross on the stone effigies. This I experienced myself by making the sign of the cross with my hand as a mark of respect to the place the sailor saints, St. Brendan, St. Eta and St. Erk, or Bishop Erk. I turned around. There in front of me was the famous well, where way back in antiquity, according to historians, a bishop held a child in his hands to baptise. Fairdrop, or Montville, as we know him today as St. Brendan. Alongside Erk was Eta, another venerable female who played her part in the early Christian church in the area, and his parents, Cara and Finlog. The well was used by people in bygone times, before early churches were constructed in the area, a tradition of a people and past lifeways no long since forgotten. In time, but they were here, a part of our heritage and a part of our past lifeways here in Kerry. A tradition of bathing at the well was practised there and of known cures had been attributed to the well at Tubernamalt and many people still leave offerings there in the hope of a cure. I could only imagine the atmosphere on that day as the chosen one was baptised. No one would have known on that day. In his lifetime, he would travel the high seas in a native built wooden boat on many voyages around the world and to America. 
The well is a large one, which over the years has been lined with stone, some of which cut stone from other buildings that were in the area. It's deep, and in my opinion, in olden times past, this well would have overflown into a nearby stream, which is located to the rear of the well on the westerly end. One can see its outlets behind the well, which leads to a small stream. The steps that lead down to the well are a mixture of cut stones. One can see the relative water level on the sides of the well, indicating the rise and fall of water levels as the year goes on. I walk down the steps to the water level and put my hands in the clear crystal water. It was clear and the bubbles could be seen rising, as they did on the day when St. Brendan was being baptised many, many moons ago. Next to the well, there is an old small mass house or changing place, which was constructed way back in time, painted and whitewashed inside, with many medals, pictures and mass cards, and offerings to the Lord, a practice which stems back to olden days here in Ireland, and indeed modern times. In the gable of the mass house, there was a fire put down at some point, to warm the mass house or changing room, before the mass was being celebrated also where pilgrims could change after bathing. I have to say, entering this special place near the well, it is a must when you visit this area when you're on the Wild Atlantic Way route. It's a small museum in its own right, as there are offerings and mascars, as I've said, there to remind us of our people now long gone. Exiting the small, well-kept mass house, I noticed a tree covered with pieces of cloth a practice still being done for those with ailments. These thoughts are added by family members to bring luck and relief to the suffering in a family, a tradition still alive to this day. There is a white seat to rest on there, within the enclosure, but my senses push me to explore the site a bit more. Behind a large tree, there is a long grave with a few flowers on it, with the markings... St. Eta's burial place, the woman who was the foster mother of St. Brendan, and brought him up as a young boy. It should be noted that St. Eta had another convent in Kilidi, County Limerick, and it has been said she is buried there too. It is here St. Brendan would visit and consult with Eta before his long sea voyages. I will visit Kilidi during my series. I pause for a moment at the gravesite. The breeze had picked up. One of the flowers had blown away from her grave. I replaced the flower on her grave and thought to myself, what a holy secluded place this is. There must be more to this site. It has been said that the appearance of weathers or sheep at the well, gave its name to the famous well, Tubernamult, or Weather's Well. Another legend has it that when priests were being hunted in the area, three weathers distracted the dogs away from the priest, who was hiding near the well at that time. The dogs were diverted by three sheep, which disappeared into another townland, never to be seen again, or the dogs. As part of my preliminary research into this area, I consulted various articles on the site to build up a picture of the area.
I have said time and time again that more archaeological research should be put into sites like Tubernamult to build up a larger picture of the surrounding countryside and its archaeological past. On further inspection on the day, I walked around this boundary. It is evident that there were older early buildings there at one point, as the remaining stones now are located within the wall that surrounds the well. At some stage in the past, have been worked by hand, evidence of past lifeways. One can see that there were several stone paths leading to the well in the grass, or are these foundations part of old structures now lost to time? This is where archaeologists could answer this question. Eta's convent was mentioned by various historians, including the Reverend Francis Noonan, in his book Kerry Ancient Sea and Shrine, Artford Brendan, 1966, mentioned, quote, Many years ago, traces of the convent, thought to that of Eta's, were visible beside the well, but today they have disappeared, unquote. I will cover just a brief description of the birth of St. Brendan and the connection with Tub on the Malt or Weathers Well, as I will deal with the life of St. Brendan in another episode and his epic voyages across the oceans. It was a clear night in the year of AD 484, as St. Erk stood outside his sanctuary in Lerig in North Kerry, Ireland. Not a rustle of a leaf or a branch could be heard. Above his head, the celestial heavens were adorned with the stars of the universe, which shone brightly. It was a quiet night in Kerry. All of a sudden, the starry sky over Phoenix lit like a beacon, like a sign from another world, an event unfolding that would shape the lives of many Kerry men and many Kerry women forever, and indeed, the early Christian world. St. Ark was a holy man and was described, quote, as a sweet-spoken Brehan of St. Patrick, who had entered Kerry with another disciple of St. Patrick, quote, to evangelize the tribes, unquote, and set up a mission there, several miles from Alfert in the townland of Lerig. St. Ark, understanding the heavenly signs, made his way from his sanctuary at Lerig and followed the bright drops of light from the sky which were illuminating the Kerry countryside. It has been related by historians that Erk arrived at a house in the area where angels were hovering over the spot. The saintly man entered. There, a newborn baby boy was there with his parents, Finlog and Cara. Taking the babe in his arms, he addressed him thus, quote, O man of God, Receive me as thy faithful votary. Many will rejoice at thy birth, as my heart and soul now greatly rejoice thereat. On the day of the baptism, the future saint was brought by his parents to the well in Tubrid. Tubbernamalt weathers well. 
there held in the hands of St. Eric, known as the Quiet Brehan of St. Patrick, blessed the child with the waters from the natural well. His name was Brightrop, also known as Movi. St. Brendan, the patron saint of Kerry, was baptised. On the day of the baptism, which was a special occasion, another sign, according to historians, was witnessed. Three weathers, or sheep, emerged mysteriously from the clear spring well and proceeded to the newborn child, representing, it has been said, the Holy Trinity. From our history, these lines are mentioned. Quote, Three purple weathers, pleasant the flock, baptismal fees for young Brendan, sprang a handsome treat out of the well alone. Unquote. St. Brendan was born in the area of Ardfort in the year of 484, as I've stated. His father was a man by the name of Finlog, and his mother was by the name of Cara. He had other siblings. Dimension, a saintly brother of Brendan, Whitlock, and Sister Breege, a devout and holy woman. Not long after his birth, Brendan was brought to St. Eta, who became his foster mother, and commenced his religious journey with her. Then, at the age of five, we have been told, the future saint was returned to Irk, who taught the young man the ways of religious life from a young age. Leaving his spiritual home and settlement at Lerig, he went on his journey to learn the rules of the saints. Brendan's first journey was to his foster mother, St. Eta, who resided at that time in her community in Kilidi, County Limerick. From here he crosses the mighty Shannon River into Clare and on to Chum, County Galway, to another saint who taught him the rules of the saints, St. Charlotte. Brendan then, after this period, returns back to Lerig and Ardfert and was welcomed back by his teacher and friend and foster father, St. Erk, who then bestowed the dignity of priesthood on Brendan. Brendan's foundations are many, and the foundations of Ardfert and Clonfert are regarded as the cornerstones of Irish Christian heritage, and the many holy men and indeed holy women he influenced in his lifetime, and of course his legendary voyage to find new places and spread the word of God. St. Brendan died on the 16th day of May in the arms of his sister Breege, it has been said, in the year of 577 AD and he was buried with great ceremony in Clonfert. I will cover Brendan in another episode. This is just but a taste of the famous man who spread Christianity early in Irish history. According to historians, the Venerable St. Erk died in the province of Ulster in the year of 512, another great Irish saint who left his impact on the early church here in Kerry and Ireland. Leaving Weathers Well or Tubber the Malt, I looked back and said goodbye. A tradition in itself. I walked away from this special secluded place with the breeze blowing in the trees in my ears. Indeed, it was a feast to the senses. Walking back along the grassy path, I tried to imagine the scene far off on that famous night when Irk saw the bright light over the Kerry countryside. Hurling the birth of Movi Brightrop or as we know him today, the sailor saint, St. Brendan the Navigator. I hope once again you have enjoyed this episode and our visit to Tubber the Malt or Weathers Well. I took the following from the visit to the well, that of a sense of peace and tranquility, meditation, 
and the uplifting of the senses is present there within the well and is confined. This area contributed to early society in the area and the Christian period. Don't forget to listen to the rest of my podcast. There are some great episodes up there I've covered during the year. You can find my podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or any place where you get your podcasts from. Also, don't forget to tell your friends about my podcast series so they might too enjoy the experience and some of the places I visit. If you would like to support my ongoing research and podcast episodes, why not buy me a coffee? This will be used to update my research and equipment. I will give everyone who contributes a shout-out in my series. Just click on the link below to support us in any way, big or small. Thank you. That's buymeacoffee.com forward slash yxqdanny. But for now, from Tubber the Malt and Weathers Well, I say slán, bye. Thanks for listening to our show. Through its people, its heritage and its rugged coastline, this is truly Danny Houlihan's Irish experience. Bye for now.